Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. If you've got a Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Anybody excited for the Word? All right, good, good. I appreciate it. He appreciates it, and we should be. All right, Matthew chapter 9. I'm going to read verse 18 is where we're going to pick up and uh, begin. And uh, we're going to talk about some very important things this morning. And uh, I tell you, I hope your heart's open, ready to receive. God has been doing some, I mean, some cool stuff this morning. And uh, we're just going to stay in the flow of what he's doing. Matthew chapter 9. And verse 18, it says this. This is a story about Jesus. And again, Jesus doing what Jesus does. And so verse 18 says, While he spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. It's faith. She's died, but you come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. So Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And suddenly a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Come on, somebody say that hour. Right, right then, this took place. So that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, he said to them, Make room, for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand, and the girl arose. And the report of this went out into all that land. The title of this message this morning is The Real Jesus is a Healer. Aren't you thankful for that? Can we just talk to him one more time? God, we thank you today for the opportunity, the privilege, and honor it truly is to come into your house. And uh, God, we're thankful for the freedoms that we celebrate in this nation to be able to freely come and uh, worship you upperly, openly, the way you deserve. God, help us continue, Lord, to just uh, continue to give to you all that you deserve, our hearts, our lives. We continue to receive from you, God, and we thank you for it. And we just thank you that you are a healer. It's one of your names, and we give you praise for that. All the healings and lives are being changed in this church. We give you glory for it all. In Jesus' name, somebody say it with me. Amen. You practice well. You said amen well. So just keep that flowing as we preach today because this is going to be word today. So grab it. Uh, But we're talking about in this series called The Real Jesus. Jesus. Y'all got this. It's only taking about four months. We're finally getting there. But The Real Jesus. Uh, This is a series God put on my heart for us to teach about who Jesus is. As we continue to learn who he is, that continually reveals to us who we are. And so we start seeing and learning things about Jesus, and it affects what we do and how we live our life. And so we've been learning things about Jesus. And uh, he says a lot of things about himself. If you read Scripture, the Bible says a whole lot about him. Uh, There are a lot of people who say many things about Jesus. Uh, You can go in different places and parts of the earth and hear different things and different interpretations of who Jesus is. uh, But Jesus says some things. People say some things about him. But the big question 
as arises in this series we've been looking at is who is Jesus to you? Who do you say he is? And so uh, one of the things we've been learning is uh, in this, he's God, he's grace, he's Christ, he's king, he's servant. And all the messages are online. I hope you'll uh, go back and listen to any of those that you've missed and let that build your faith and encourage you. But today we're going to talk about the real Jesus being a healer. Uh, Last week we talked about him being a giver. And so he gives according to the need, and he meets the need. And so one of the things he does is that he heals. And so uh, I want to talk today, and I hope your hearts will be open to what I'm going to share. And uh, just I could say this, there are a lot of people in our church who could get up here and share some incredible, incredible stories of God's healing power. I mean, it is amazing. Uh, Just like last week's message on giving, there are so many people that could get up here tell stories and share testimonies of how they've read God's word, applied God's word to their life in the area of healing, and then he meets needs and touches. It's just beautiful. And it's the same way in the area of healing. A matter of fact, on this past Wednesday night, we're doing a study on the book of James, and I was going to do something before we kind of really kind of dug deep into the word. I was going to take a moment and just kind of receive some praise reports and let people kind of share what God's been doing. And it was just one of those things I sat back on that after it was all said and done. Wow. Uh, we, we had more praise reports Wednesday night than we had prayer requests. Uh, so it was, uh, yeah, go ahead. Give God praise for that. It was awesome. <clears throat> and it was, I mean, not just, uh, you know, I had a cold, I feel better. You know, it was, I mean, which is awesome. If you have a cold, you feel better. Right? So that's a healing. And, uh, but it was just like people, like, for years I've struggled with this, and this thing's been going on, and he healed me instantly in this service, and he did this in my body. He did this in my life. It's just been over and over. And so, again, it was cool, and it was God being healer. And so uh, it was just beautiful because the real Jesus is a healer. That's just who he is. As a matter of fact, it's one of his names. You can look back in Exodus in 15. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. He's Jehovah Rapha. It's one of his names. It's, it's one of the things that he does. He does heal. And so just like though, when we talk about healing, it does some things. It, it, it does some things in people's minds sometimes. And there's a battle that will kind of take place as I talk about subjects like this. And one of the things that happens is certain walls can sometimes be built up in our life in the area of healing because of maybe something that you've, been, you've heard uh, maybe something that you saw or experienced or something that took place, and it kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth or it kind of does some things, turns you off about maybe certain things that go. So I want us to do this today. I want us to look at the Bible, and I want us to read the Word and just see what Jesus says, what the Word tells us about healing. And so that's what we can trust. And so just because someone has did, done this, they've gone to an extreme in an area, an area, and they may have missed something biblically, it doesn't mean that God doesn't still do what he said he would do. All right, so, so when I say that, I mean things like this. Um, there are certain extremes out there today, and some people say this. In the body of Christ, there are some people that will say things that God doesn't heal anymore. That's, that's teachings that are out there. Um, and again, in churches, um, Christian churches that are, that are out, and they'll say things like this and say that God doesn't do this anymore, and this was something he did in prior times when he was on the earth just in those three and a half years that he was doing his ministry kind of deal. And so I, I struggle with this, of course. Um, there are certain extremes that get out there and say this, God, he can heal. He can, but he, he may not. He does this. He chooses who he wants to heal. He does that. He kind of makes a choice. And so 
I personally, I, I struggle with that one because if we do that, if he makes the choice on who he heals and it doesn't happen the way we think it's supposed to happen, we get to do this. We get to blame God. And that's not a good idea. Uh, just let you know. It's never a good idea. So, uh, but then we do this. People do this. They say, well, God heals everyone. And um, if, and again, we talk about physically seeing something happen while we're here with our eyes on it, he heals everyone. If they have enough faith to believe that, then that will happen. And um, then if it doesn't happen, we do this again. We have a tendency towards wanting to blame someone else. We can't blame God this time. So we do this. We blame the person. We blame them. And so what, what's, what's a struggle for me is this. If someone's battling and they're struggling, they have a sickness or just have, a, have an illness or something's going on, the last thing that they need is guilt, condemnation, uh, putting them in a place to where now they have some type of fear because now they're not faithful enough or don't have something. So it does something as well. So it does these things, and you see these extremes in the church. And so what happens is when we do this, when we focus on an extreme, now, when I say extreme, there's movements, and you'll hear things like hyper-faith movements or hyper-grace movements. And now, again, according to Scripture, I don't believe we can get hyper enough about grace or about faith or about hope or any of these things. We can't get hyper enough about those things. Now, again, I'm not just knocking them, but what happens is this, and I've seen this, maybe you have. Uh, when you have a tendency towards focusing upon the thing that they begin is getting hyper, it's just kind of like the grace movement. Okay, again, grace comes out and grace does this. Everything's grace. Again, grace is amazing. Jesus is grace. Did a whole series on it, sermon on it, all these things. He's grace. But when that happens is this, grace, grace, grace. We forget why we need grace. We need grace because we're sinners kind of happens in some situation. You can apply this throughout. Sometimes uh, if it's this hyper-prosperity type movement, again, I believe God wants you prosper to the mass. He wants, you to, he wants to give to you so you can be a greater giver, all those types of things. But when you focus on that, you can have a tendency to do this. Prosperity can get so focused that you miss the fact that there are people that are in poverty. Now, so again, it's got to be careful. Same thing with healing. We can forget focus on healing, and then we can do this. We can miss the fact that God's a healer and that he heals because people are sick. They're broken. They're hurting. They need something from God. So we have to do this. We have to look at who Jesus is. And this is what I do know about the Bible and know about Jesus is he heals. He heals. That's, who, that's what he does. And again, there's story after story in the Bible. There's stories after stories that could come up here and get this microphone and share your story. But this is what I know. In just this opening passage today, we saw two accounts that Jesus heals. And we just, again, this is who he is. And so this is something that happens. Now, we've done this. I, we all have kind of, kind of have a tendency to, towards seeing God heal a situation and think that that's the ultimate mega mecca thing. And that's as big as it gets. I, I, I kind of now starting to see things a little bit different here. Now that I'm kind of where I'm at in my walk, I, I'm seeing that now that is supposed to become just common play for the Christian. <clears throat> it's just one of the things we're just supposed to walk around doing. Now, now some of y'all are like, okay, Pastor, you're getting hyper now. You're getting in that, that crate. No, no, it's just one of the things. You, the Great Commission, one of the things that we see and that some people leave out is where Jesus said this. He said for you to go out, heal the sick, 
raise the dead, cast out devils, and heal leopards. He just, I mean, it's just some of the things. He just said, just, just go out and do that. And so he asked us to just go out and do that because that's what he did. It's just part of what he was. And, and even this, Mark chapter 6, you're going to find a verse, two verses, that, is, that are they're amazing. I'm thankful that these got put in the Bible, that we see that Jesus returned back to his hometown. All right, he goes back to where his hometown is. He had been out doing great miracles, doing beautiful things for the kingdom, and, and it's just been it, just an incredible thing what Jesus had been doing. And this is what happens. He goes back in his own hometown, and when he gets there, people go back and say, oh, that's Jesus. That's Joseph's son. He's just a carpenter. That's Mary's son. Oh, no, that's not. I thought y'all were talking about somebody who was out. Maybe he was the hope. He was the Messiah. He was going to be the man who was going to change the world. That's just, that's just Mary's son. Look at what happens in this story. Now, this is where Jesus goes again. He's in this place, and he does these things here. And this is just, they kind of put this underneath just the kind of small category. And I think this is kind of how God wants to work. Again, great big deal, great big thing, but this is supposed to become natural for us. He says in verse 5, Now he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. Now, that's telling me that that was just kind of, you know, I don't know what category you want to exactly put that in, but that's just, that's just healing. A few sick people, laying my hands on them, and not, not a whole lot to it. Um, but we look at that, and we, it kind of, we see that, and again, we celebrate it, but sometimes we look at that, that that's the ultimate. Listen, that's just kind of what Jesus did. Matter of fact, on his way to heal Jairus' daughter, this ruler's daughter, he just heals again. He's just walking down through there, doing his thing, doing Jesus' thing on his way, and somebody comes up and reaches up and touches his him, and healing flows out of him. Why? Because the real Jesus is a healer. And then he does this. He says in verse 6 that he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about the villages in a circuit teaching. So he does this. My teaching is so important. And that you're in a place where the word is being taught because he begins to do this. He tackles the unbelief with the word. He tackles the doubt with truth. And so he begins to go around doing this. And here's just, again, the truth for us. We're made up today. We're made up with three parts. We are spirit, soul, and then we have what? Flesh, body. We have a body. So we're spirit, soul, and body. This is what has happened sometimes in these different movements that have come up and turned people away and have people put bad thoughts in their mind about what Jesus wants to do. We'll say this. He's really concerned and he cares about my spirit. Who thinks Jesus cares about your spirit? Raise your hand up. That's okay. Cool. Awesome. Okay. He cares about that. It's just true. We can see so much Bible on that. He also cares about your soul. He cares about your mind, will, emotions, all those things. He cares about you, cares about your soul. He's concerned about this. If he cares and concerned about two-thirds about us, don't you think he cares about the other part as well? Did he just now that he's no longer here on the earth, he no longer cares about that part now? No, he cares. And so he cares about all of these areas. And so I want you to, if you're a note taker today, I'm going to throw some kinks in your system of what we do around here. I usually give you three things that kind of go to help you put it in perspective. I'm going to put you on overload this week. All right, I'm going to give you three sets of three this morning, and I hope you'll grab hold of these, and I hope you'll hold these tightly, and you're going to see today, by the end of this message, that there are miracles that happen.
because I'm going to give you three sets of three all in one message. That in itself is a miracle from God. I'm going to get all that in one message. I believe it's going to happen. It happened first service by the grace of God. But three things Jesus does. Three ways he heals. Three ways Jesus heals. The first one is this. He heals naturally. He heals medically. And he heals miraculously. Okay, that's three ways he heals. He heals three ways. The first one is naturally. You know that if, if you did this, if you have ever kind of maybe cut your finger and then it, it stopped bleeding on its own or something like that, raise your hand if that's happened for you. Okay, that, that's pretty cool, ain't it, man? <laughs> if, if you've cut your finger and you're still bleeding, you're in trouble. Uh, so uh, just please let us know. We've got people to help you with that. Uh, you know, so, but but it, it's, it's, it's what happens. You've, you maybe have... Um, has something actually maybe an infection in your body, and, and sometimes your body will fight it off. Your temperature will raise, and it'll kind of break that down, or antibodies in your system, and all this kind of stuff. I don't want to, you know, scare anybody with all the knowledge I have in the area of my medical experience, but uh, so I'm going to kind of shy away from that just a little bit. But just, you know, the, the body will do that. It's, it's a natural thing. But you know what happens in this? When God works that way, God doesn't get credit for that. He doesn't. He doesn't get credit for that. We, we see that happen, and naturally he'll heal something or whatever, and we'll say, well, they were just a healthy person, and they fought it all for this and that. Listen to me. God did that work. God created the body. He designed it. He created it, and he made it so that it would fight off certain things a certain way. The human body is amazing. It is a beautiful thing that God created, and so he does this naturally. He heals this way. Second way he does is medically. He medically heals people. And so um, if you've ever been to the doctor and you've got stitches... Raise your hand up if you got stitches. Just uh, maybe broke bone. Y'all some messed up people. <clears throat> Y'all some. But a bunch of people, man. Okay, so you know what happened there medically? God did a work. Now, here's what happens. Again, this is why, again, we miss this sometimes. If God healed medically, and if you got healed medically, God did that. Some people, oh, no, I had this great doctor, and they were this and that. Good, hope. good. that's awesome. We have nurses and physicians, people that are involved in that field. That's an awesome field. We love it. We believe in it. But if somebody had the knowledge to create something, you know who that came from? God. So, again, he heals medically. Third way he heals is this. He heals miraculously. He heals miraculously. Again, I've seen this over and over. I've experienced it where just the healing miraculously happens. Over and over. I've experienced that many times in my body. Just this past week, I had done something to my shoulder. It was in pain. And I just kind of just went, was just going to hug my wife the other, the other day. And I just kind of did like that. And I, I did a face. And I said, oh, man, my shoulder is hurting. And it was like one of those moments. And, and she, said, she said, well, let's pray about it. I'm like, that's why I married that woman to God right there, son. She's awesome. And so, and so she just, so she laid her hands on me. And so, and so we, just, we just began to pray. And as we prayed, miraculously, this happened. And my shoulder was healed miraculously. That was awesome. And I thank God for that. Now, again, if that hadn't happened in that moment, did I, did I say, well, there's no God. That happens. We prayed, and it didn't happen, so God didn't, you know, he's not a healer. And then we put the blame on my wife didn't have enough faith. Moment of God, you need to start praying more. You need to have more faith. You know, it's just, uh, you, need, you need to do this. No, no, he just did that miraculously. And it was, it was a beautiful thing. So here's what I wanted the church to do. That's what I hope we'll do. I hope we'll start believing for the miraculous first. First. 
Now, again, I just, I get God heals naturally, He heals medically, He does all these things. But let's start asking and believing for more than miraculous. I, I was reading a post the other day from a friend we went to high school with, and their post went something like this. They said that I have never prayed for healing. They said, I've never prayed. For years, I have been going through a situation and battling, and what I always prayed for was that God would just kind of give me the strength to help me through it, that God would do this for me and do that for me. And they said this, and I just kind of just smiled because I believe they're going to see a breakthrough. They said, I'm starting to pray differently now. I'm asking for a healing. And a lot of times we don't have because we don't ask. And so I want us to do this, ask first. Now, could I have set an appointment up with the doctor and went and spent money and spent time and then done therapy and tried to shoot stuff in my shoulder and all this kind of junk? They could have done all that. Miraculously, was a whole lot better. It was just a whole lot better. Now, again, I'm, I'm open for more of those. So I want us to do that. Go to that first. Now, again, if he works another way, we trust him. We always look to him. But we believe this, that this is what's going to happen. And he does these things so many times we've seen it. Instantly, it's a miracle from God, and he heals that way just as the other ways. Now, here's the three things in the needs that he heals for us. This is three needs that Jesus heals in our body, and this comes from Luke chapter 4, verse 18. It says in that passage, and we've looked at this passage in this series, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. We see in that three different needs that Jesus came to heal, that he was anointed to heal, and that he does. He heals these ways. The first one is this. He heals physically. He does. He heals physically. Uh, I believe that. And if uh, even this morning, as we pray, there's been instant healings that have taken place in this room today. Again, we celebrated things that happened Wednesday. He heals. He just heals. That's one of the things that he did. When Jesus got on that cross, took your sin and shame, he took stripes for your healing. So he did that for us. So Jesus heals physically. Again, that's one of the things we've been dealing with. The second one is this. He heals emotional needs. He heals emotional needs. And, and one of the texts just said that he came to heal the brokenhearted. Now, we tell people sometimes, well, we're going to believe that God saves you. That God, he, he'll even maybe heal you or whatever. But when it comes to brokenhearted and emotions and hurts and pains, we, we tell people sometimes, well, you just got to learn to deal with that. Listen to me. I, please understand this. Quit trying to deal with what Jesus came to heal. Quit trying to deal with what Jesus came to heal. So no matter what it is today that's going on in your life, don't just, don't just deal with it. You can trust God, and Jesus can do this. He can do an inner healing in you. He can heal you miraculously. He can do that in your life. And the enemy will do this. He will go back. If you don't let him heal it, if you don't let him heal this, he will continually go back to that wound. And he will stick that little ugly imaginal pitchfork we always imagine him with. He'll stick that down in that wound and he'll begin to stir that wound up and he'll begin to bring that hurt back again. And so it's so important. If you need healing today, regardless, you let him heal you. And you do this in your life. You trust him in this area. So again, he heals emotionally. He does this for us. The third way is this. He heals our spiritual needs. Jesus heals our spiritual needs. And, and please understand that this is our greatest need. This is the greatest need that every person has. And if today, if, if you haven't let Christ 
heal you spiritually. Because every one of us have a disease. If we have not been healed spiritually, it's called sin. That's what this, that we all have this disease, and we need healing in this area. And so this is the greatest need that we have. And if you have not allowed God to heal you spiritually, please understand, you're sicker than any person in Green Memorial Hospital today. There, there is there's no person in a cancer ward, in, in, a, in, a, in a place where our military have been hurt and wounded. There's no person in that place in any more worse despair or worse trouble than you are if you haven't let, let Christ heal you spiritually. And he wants to do this in our life. He wants to heal us spiritually. So that's why he came. He heals that way. Another way is that he does this, and again, it's not in the notes. I just want to put it because it kind of flows uh, in, in, a, in a different area, is that Jesus heals mentally. Okay, this is not on the screen, but this is he, something he does. And I think this can fall under any of those three. A mental disorder, and again, a mental situation that's going on that could be a spiritual thing that's going on. It could be spiritually that you need healing. It could be emotionally that you need healing in a certain area. Or it could be a physical situation. Again, if physically something needs to be done in that area. So again, Christ came to bring healing to that. And C.S. Lewis says something that's so important. I love this. One of my great favorite writers, he says this. He says, mental pain is less dramatic than physical pain. But it is more common and also more hard to bear. The frequent attempt to conceal mental pain increases the burden. It is easier to say that my tooth is aching than to say my heart is broken. And I, 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 I've just I've seen that. And so, again, I think we sometimes just say, you just got to learn to deal with it. It's just how it's always going to be. It's a lie from Satan. It's not how it's always going to be. Jesus came to bring healing to you. And he loves you. And that's, that's just what he does. And these are three ways that we see him heal our life. So, again, it's what he does. It's who he is. It's one of his names. Three ways he heals. Three needs that he meets. And in our text today, I want to give you the last and final three. And this is the three things that we should do. All right? This is what, again, just again, it's always what's available by the Father. But what should we do? And we see this, I believe, in our text today in Matthew chapter 9. In Matthew chapter 9, we see three things we should do. And the very first thing that we see is this. We are to speak in faith. We are to speak in faith. This is how we're supposed to talk. Now, again... This is what comes out of our mouth. Now, this is where I want us to understand. I, I like, again, how the Bible's written. It just always backs itself up. And, uh, and it just does this. In verse 18, we see something very important there. This ruler comes to Jesus, and he says this. He says, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her, and she will live. All right. Now, in, in the hyper faith, the, this, this dude would have been crucified, been blasted, and said, Don't you be saying that she's dead. Don't you speak like that. Don't. And sometimes this is what happens. We'll say, Well, man, you know, uh, my back has been injured and it's hurting. Don't you say your back's hurt. You better, I, better, I don't know if I need to ask this or not. I'm not going to ask it. I'm not going to ask it. Uh, but you've been around that person possibly if you've been in this thing a while. But they tell you, Don't say that. Don't you speak that way or whatever it is. Now, now I think this is the, the real picture of how we're, we're supposed to work and how this operates. I like what he does. He doesn't ignore the facts, but he declares truth. Look at what he does. This, this is so cool. My daughter has just died. 
but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. You come and you show up. Yeah, this is my situation, but Jesus. This is what's going on. So don't stop. It's okay again to say this. He he was saying what the facts were there. I mean, you know, again, that was just what was going on. And so, but again, we see now where the truth was declared. He didn't stop there. He goes forward. He doesn't stop with saying this. So again, if, if, if somebody messes with you, Again, I understand where they're coming from. They have, a, have a, probably a good heart, and they're not being mean if they jump on you. And if you have one of those people you work with, to smile and, and just go on and just go on. And that's okay if you if you said something, but don't say this. I'm just sick. Make sure you say, "I have this," but Jesus does this. That's how this works. And so watch what Jesus does. That's how it works. He does. In verse 19 of Matthew 9. So Jesus arose and followed him. Let me tell you what Jesus will do. Jesus will always follow faith. He will always follow faith. And and we see in Scripture that that signs and wonders, miracles, those things follow believers. It's following faith. It's following the person who trusts. And so Jesus gets up from where he's at, and he follows this guy, and he goes to his house. And this guy is doing this. He's speaking in faith. Yes, this is going on, but I believe Jesus is going to show up and do these things. He's speaking in faith. The second thing we've got to do is this. Don't listen to the lies. Don't listen to the lies because as you're declaring truth, let me tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be a devil speaking lies to you. Sometimes he himself will show up and speak in your ear. Sometimes he's going to use his little demons and sometimes he's going to use people, whatever it may be. But when they start saying the lie and speaking the negative thing, refuse to listen to those things. Don't listen to the noise. Get rid of those things and and get rid of those situations. Don't listen to that mess. And I love what we see happen here. Jesus does this. Again, by example, we follow his example. When Jesus came to the ruler's house, all right, he's then healed the lady with the blood, shows up to the house. When he gets to the house, he shows up, and it says, when he came to the ruler's house and he saw the flute players and the noisy crowd wailing, he said to them, make room, for the girl is not dead but sleeping, and they ridiculed him. Let me tell you what's going to happen probably when you do start walking in faith and trusting God in this area and, and possibly if people who believe the opposite of what you, the Bible says and what we believe, they may ridicule you. Are oh, you one of them? Some of you are new here and you're saying, man, I wonder what kind of church this is. This is one of them Bible churches. That's what, that's what we are. So that's what we're doing. So we believe they may ridicule you. They may say things about you. And this, this is what's happening. He gets there. Now, again, some of y'all, if you don't understand the custom here, you're saying, man, why they got flute players? Why is the crowd wailing? What's, what's going on? In this custom, in this time, they would hire mourners. That's what they would do for, for a extended period of time. They would come in, and somebody would die, and people would come in, and they would just, ah, ah, and they would just wail, and people was playing flutes, and it's just crazy. I mean, it's, they was what they would do. I was just, I'm serious. 
This is Bible. And so they would do this stuff, and all this stuff's going on. Let me, let me under, help you understand. When you're trying to speak in faith and walk in faith, there's going to be, ah. <laughs> I'm serious. It's going to come from everywhere. There's going to be stuff going on, and you've got to say this. I'm not listening to that lie. I'm not listening to those things. And I love what he says. He says, man, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to that. Get them out of here. And, and I just love what, I mean, there's going to be things that constantly just get told you. You're not good enough to get healed. You don't have enough faith. Jesus don't want to heal you. He don't love you. Don't listen to the lie. Always go back to the book. And you can find something in the Bible. And, and as you study this out, I heard Robert Morris say this one time. I love him. He said this. He said, there's a common thread about every sickness in the Bible, every person who gets healed. There's a common thread about every person who gets healed in the Bible. And that common thread is this. They were all sick. There's no formula. There's no thing that we're going to work up and kind of create up or whatever it is, not in the form of the thing. There's just what he does. And so, again, he sees a need and he meets the needs, so don't listen to the lie. And the third and final thing this morning, and I told you there's a miracle that can happen in this room, and it's just happening. We're on number three of three. Make room for Jesus. You need to make room for Jesus in your life. I, I love what he says here. He tells them in verse 24, he said to them, you make room for the girl is not dead but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. But when the crowd that was put outside, you got to put out all the mess, all the junk, all those things. Don't listen to those things. He put that stuff outside. Once there was room for him to get in, once there was a, a room for him to enter the place, he went in. He'll always go in where you make room for him and allow him to come in. He went in, and once he went in, he took her by the hand. Let me tell you what Jesus would do. If you open up the door and make room for him, and they were, Chris was singing that song just a few moments ago when he walks into the room, sickness vanishes, death, life comes to that, all of these things that begin to flow when he walks into the room. He's going to walk into the room if you let him. He's going to walk into the room this morning. Here's what the Bible says, that he's standing at the door and he's knocking. He's knocking. Make room. Open the door. And he opens the door and he comes in. I just love what Jesus does. He always, you see him working in this way. He touches the person in need. Always will. He, he, he will. he will place his hand on that. He never turns away from that. You, you see a principle that we saw in Scripture, and I referenced at first service, that Jesus said that I am willing to heal. It's part of his will. And he heals a leper. You know what he does with that leper? He actually takes his hand, and he touches him, and he embraces him. And I want you to understand what's happening in that picture when Jesus walks in and touches something like this. He touches dead things. He touches something unclean. He touches a leper. A leper used to have to walk around screaming, I'm unclean. I'm unclean. And what would happen underneath the old covenant is this, that when something that is clean touches something that's unclean, what is clean now becomes unclean. That's how that works underneath the old covenant. And that's what would continually happen. And so they would avoid that and would not touch that because they didn't want to be that. But let me tell you how it works underneath the new covenant. The one that is clean, Jesus. When he touches something that's unclean, he makes the unclean 
clean. That's the Jesus that I'm talking about this morning. That's the real Jesus who is a healer. Can we give him a praise offering? He deserves it. He deserves it. I want the worship team to come. And I, I, as they come around, I just want you, if you would, just to stand right where you're at today. I tell you, man, just the Holy Spirit and the healer has just been, uh, he's doing some, just some wonderful things this morning. And uh, one of the things that we love to do here, and we, we love to do this, we love to be a part of what God's doing. We don't ask him to come fit in our agenda. We, ask, we, we want to do this. We want to be a part of what he's already doing. And so this is one of the things that he's already doing. He's already healing. He's already working. He's done it first service. He's done it Wednesdays. We've been seeing it, celebrating it already. So this is what I believe he wants to do this morning. He wants to heal. He wants to heal. And so I'm going to ask you if you would do this. I'm going to ask you if you just close your eyes and bow your heads for just a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being our healer. We trust you in this area. We believe today, God, that there are situations and things that you want to heal. We're so thankful for that, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just if I want to ask this question. If you have a physical need, again, he heals three ways, physically, emotionally, spiritually. If you have a physical need and you need a healing today, let's make room for Jesus. Let's make room for him. If, if you have a physical need, just do this. Slide your hand up. Just right where you're standing. Just raise it up. Nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Nothing wrong. God healed me this week because I had a physical need. I believe God's going to heal you this morning. I'm, I've been praying this week the miraculous. We've been seeing it happen. I believe God's going to touch you this morning. I want to ask you also this. If you have an emotional need this morning, you, you need healing emotionally. There's a, there's a wound that the enemy keeps trying to open up, or there's a heartbreak, or, and he came to heal the brokenhearted. There's something that's been going on there, and it could be any of the realm. We've talked about mentally, emotionally, just something within your heart that's been going on, and, and you need a healing emotionally today. Just, I want to ask you if you would do this. Nothing to be ashamed of, but just raise your hand up. Just right where you're at. Just as a sign of faith. We're getting ready to that hand is just being raised, and we just believe that God's the healer. He's the source. He's the one who could bring that today. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I believe that you're a healer. And the last thing that I said, Jesus does this. Jesus heals spiritually. And if you need healing spiritually, again, that's the greatest need in this room, in your life, if you need him to heal you spiritually. He heals spiritually in a couple of different ways. The first one is this. He brings salvation and he heals the sin issue. He settles that. He can settle that sin issue in your life forever. He can heal you of that disease. He spiritually heals. One of the other things that he does is it could be someone who's already a Christian, but spiritually there's something that's going on in their life. They need a healing spiritually. So first of all, I just want to ask this. If you need salvation, if you need to trust in Jesus, put your faith in him, put your hope and trust and faith in the gospel, you need a spiritual healing in your life, and and you want him to cleanse you from sin, and you want to make him Lord of your life, and you need a spiritual healing, just slide your hand up now. And again, there's nothing to be ashamed of. You need spiritual healing for any reason in this area. If you need spiritual healing. The second part I said was this. Could already be a Christian, already have a walk with Jesus, but you know spiritually God's wanting to do something in you. 
There's some things he's wanting to bring healing spiritually. There's some strongholds, maybe whatever it is, but God wants to heal you spiritually. If you have a spiritual need and you want Jesus to heal you and you need a spiritual healing of any kind now, just, just slide your hand up. See that. God bless you. And again, this, this is just, we've all been in this place. And let me tell you who the answer is for each of us. It's Jesus.